0: What's going on, everyone? Jeff here, I'm coming to you guys with another episode of The Dropout Degree. I'm super excited. I have one of my good buddies who just drove down all the way from LA to come be on this podcast. Uh, I've had the pleasure to know him for the last six months. He is currently running a pretty big ATM business. He's a young entrepreneur, he's killing it. My good buddy, Eric Lovano. So Eric, super glad you made it, man. Um, Thanks for having me, bro. Cool, man. Uh, So I'm super stoked that you're here. I think you have a unique story. I think you're doing things a lot different than most entrepreneurs and I think people need to see that. I think right now a lot of people are seeing the same thing over and over. It's like regurgitated on the internet and you know right now internet entrepreneurs I think is a big thing because it's so easy to find them. Yeah. You know it's just so simple for you to find some inspiration online but now it seems like everyone's doing the same thing which is why I asked you to be on the podcast because I think what you're doing is really cool. So uh, if you want to you know, give a little bio about yourself, because I I don't know,
1: did you come from a poor family or? Nah, see, I mean, I think every entrepreneur has like a story like rags to riches, right? Yeah. Uh, But for me, it it wasn't really like that, you know? Uh, My story is not that unique at all. Honestly, I grew up with parents that taught me to work hard. Um, My parents, luckily, you know, worked their butt off and got good corporate jobs. Okay. So I grew up knowing nothing but, like I said, go to school, get grades, the better grades, you know, the better school, the better school, the better job, the better job, the better pay. That's how I grew up. So you just had that, like, traditional school mindset. Exactly. That's all I really knew. That's all my parents knew. They were the first ones to, you know, go to college in their family, uh, first ones to graduate. And so that's kind of what they kind of embedded me since I was, you know, young. Are you going to college now or? I actually am in school now. Um, I went to college. I dropped out uh, for three years because I wanted to focus on being an entrepreneur, focus on my business. I didn't feel like school was like a prerequisite for success. What
0: age did you drop out?
1: Uh, I dropped out at 20 years old. Okay. years old. Okay. And that was a big thing, too, because my parents, like I said, were like, you got to go to school. That was it. Everybody in my family, like I see my brothers, uh, all went to, sc- went to school. My brother got his master's. Oh. My other got his bachelor's. Um, and so I was always the one that, you know, to kind of, you know, do something different, you know. Uh, so it was a little bit difficult for me when I actually made the decision. You are the black sheep of the family? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, so then you dropped out of college, right?
1: Yep. And what was the next move? The next move, I actually got involved in uh, network marketing. That's exactly why I feel like I a lot of
0: people nowadays do.
1: Yeah, and I think honestly, I mean, I'm not bashing network marketing at all. Honestly, I think it was perfect uh, you know, opportunity for me to get involved and get my get kind of my get introduced to entrepreneurship in a different way. Be around be surrounded by, you know, positive people. Um, uh, I learned a lot from that market. I learned sales, I learned public speaking, I learned that I learned that I can do much more than I thought I could.
0: Yeah. It's funny cuz I was actually in, I was in uh, network marketing as well for like like, two years, one year, one year, one and a half years yeah. when I was 18. Yeah. And before I was in network marketing, I was an introverted, shy okay. little kid. Yeah. Like, seriously, I was I was just... I played video games. And I was scared to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. Noted, I I don't really recommend on, uh network marketing, MLM, for people now. Uh-huh. But it did have some plus sides in my life. I definitely learned, sure. you know, public speaking and how to network. And just, honestly, I, I read my first business book yep. in network marketing. Yep. And those things propelled me into a different light, which I think
1: the same story for you, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, so what made you go back to college?
1: Um, made me go back to college is like, it's kinda, my mom's dream was always like, hey, I just want all my kids to graduate college. And who am I to steal my mom's dream? So that's exactly why I went back and I'm in school now. And now that I'm back in school, um, I hate it. Don't get me wrong, I hate it. Um, but I'm doing it for my mom. Okay. And uh, now I have actually time to actually, you know, go to school without thinking man I wish I would have done this I wish I would have done that because I'm really doing what I want to do already you know yeah
0: I feel like the trend right now is like everyone bashes school yeah in college yeah and it's kind of cool that like you're running a successful business yeah you're a little bit older now you're like 26 right yep and instead you chose to go back to school with that extra time right just you know do what do what your parents want take care of them and because why not yeah I don't think school has is a bad thing to do I just think most things with school right now is everyone exactly with the original mindset you had was go to school, get good grades, yeah. go to college yeah. and then get a corporate job. Yeah. And that plan is kind of dying out. Yeah. Big time. Big time. But it's cool that you're going back to school, especially with the time freedom. So I wanna jump in and I just want to ask you right off the bat, what business are you running right now? Obviously it's the ATM business. Right. Um, how did you get involved with that? Because I have never <laughs> heard of another young entrepreneur in yeah. the ATM business.
1: Yeah. There's actually I don't know of any other young entrepreneurs doing the ATM business. Yeah. Um, it's a bunch of old people. Bunch of old people, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the business has been around 15 years. I had no idea about it, you know. Um, but it was funny. I mean, one day I was getting a haircut and, you know, my barbershop had an ATM. While I was getting my haircut, I saw somebody just come in and literally refill the ATM. And the guy didn't look like he worked with like a bank or anything. He was like a normal guy. Just wearing normal clothes? Yeah. And so I literally just asked him, I was like, hey, you know, how did you get involved in this or do you own this machine? He's like, yeah. So he kind of broke it down and literally I just went home and did some research. Did some research and I found out, hey, this isn't really that hard. I think, you know, you follow the right, you know, system, you know, do your right research. This can really work, you know, so I basically did it. I did it. I did all the research and um, once I figured everything out, it took a little while um, because there wasn't anything out there to teach me how to do it. Yeah. You know, and nobody's teaching people how to do this, you know, so I figured it out. I feel like it's an old school business model. Yeah, for sure.
0: People tend to forget old school business models, still make money. Yeah. I think that's crazy because everyone wants to be doing Shopify now. Right. They want to be doing internet marketing. They want to be doing sales. Instead, you took a different approach. Right. Uh, when did you start this business? Uh,
1: I actually started probably like a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago? A year and a half ago, yeah. I didn't think, it, I, I literally started just to like, as a side hustle. I was like, yo, I'm down to make more money. What you were know? you doing before this business? So I got really into social media. Okay. Um, and marketing so i was helping people kind of you know because i didn't i didn't know you back then yeah, yeah yeah so um i started an agency and i started you know going business to business you know trying to help businesses you know market their business their social media i was so doing you're doing that. that
0: before even that was cool
1: yeah yeah okay yeah before everybody started doing it yeah now you everyone know? does that everybody and their mom yeah, yeah absolutely so that's what i was doing um and so i always you know was always open to making more money so the atm business was just like yo i'm down to make like an extra you know three four five grand a month Okay. You know, I'm down to do that and then it just kind of blew up, you know, kind of got bigger and bigger as I scaled and I told myself, well, this can actually make, you know, over six figures for sure if I actually yeah. just, you know, go all in, you know, um, so that's kind of what happened. You know, I kind of just scaled up and as I did it, I learned a lot, you know, when it came to the business and yeah, like you said, I mean, a lot of people are concentrated today about, you know, making money online, which is good, obviously, you know, the yeah. internet, you know, created so many millionaires already, uh, why not concentrate on making money online, But um, I told myself, well, this is more a traditional business, you know, kind of cash only business, so let me see how this works out. Yeah. Um, so like What's I said- What's
0: it like having like, how, much, how many ATMs you have?
1: It's like 30, I think I got 32
0: now. Okay, how yeah. much does each one hold cash-wise? Um, if you don't mind They asking. can hold up
1: to like 10 grand, but for me, my locations, um, I usually put between like three to eight grand, depending on the location. So uh,
0: I'm not the best at math, but we're talking about like 90 grand at a
1: time rotating? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: What's it like having all that cash?
1: It's pretty cool. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. That's yeah. the pretty cool part. I mean, people are you know always flexing their cash, but I mean, I'm not really flexing. It's just part of the business. Yeah. It's literally a cash business. It's literally a cash business. Like there's no way you can get around it. You're going to okay. have to be carrying a ton of cash and it's pretty cool. Cool. <laughs>
0: um, so you just said 30 ATMs, you need about $90,000 to run all those ATMs. Yeah. How, so before I ask you how often you have to refill them, uh, was it a lot of capital for you to get started or? I actually started with $5,000. Okay. I was like, I just want one ATM. Were you,
1: what situation were you in before this? Were you in a wealth situation or uh, like? I had money in the bank, you know, okay. I had money in the bank. I didn't have a lot, I wasn't a millionaire, you yeah. know? I had money in the bank and like I said, I, I always learned a long time ago that, you know, to make money, you gotta spend money. Yeah, You know, and that's the thing with people today is, people are scared to, you know, invest or do something different or, or put money towards something that they don't know it's gonna work for sure. You know, but that's kind of like, Where the magic happens you know yeah you have to put yourself in that corner and say hey i'm gonna do this i'm gonna put myself in this position and if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go all in that's always how i've been on anything i did so did you have when you were younger did you have any like influences as an an entrepreneur
0: or did you just like find business somehow you know what's that
1: what's the story it's kind of weird like honestly like i've always i mean it sounds bad but i've always been that guy like i want to make more money you know i sold candy at school you know i was that guy Um, I I feel like
0: that's such a normal story with entrepreneurs. It's like everyone is like selling candy or doing something in in college or in high school, I mean, or doing some little hustle. Yeah. But it's just, I think it's something in everyone's DNA, you know, it's just like a hustler DNA thing. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. And and to be honest, man, I've always like been into like, you know, call me materialistic, but I always like nice things. Yeah. You know, I don't know where that came from. Maybe I saw a magazine, maybe I saw a movie. (laughs) I don't know where it came from, but I've always liked nice things. So I know to have nice things, you need to make money. Yeah. In the same fucking way. Okay. Yeah. And so everybody has their own motivation, you know, maybe it's not, you know, a Lamborghini, right? Yeah. Maybe it's not a nice car or a fancy watch. Um, everybody has that one thing a that super cliche yeah, now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lamborghini fancy yeah. watch. I think everybody has that. Right. So, I mean, people have their own motivation for me. it's always been like that. It's always been like, you know what, I want to do this to make that. And that's kind of where it came from. I don't know if it was like, I was like born like that. I don't know if, cause I was never business minded, you know, um, it just, literally just happened you know I don't know if it's some people you know get into entrepreneurship in a different way you know some people you know see an opportunity that kind of makes them think a different way right mm-hmm. network marketing was a big thing too um because like I said I grew up knowing like yo I just got to get a high I actually wanted to I was like yo I got to get a high paying corporate job for sure that's what I wanted that was the plan you know if I was if I can make a hundred thousand dollars a year at a corporate job bro I'm rich that's wow. what I thought you know and seeing my parents work they work corporate jobs, nine to five, coming home every single day, making the same income. Um, nothing was changing, you know? So I told myself, well, if that's the end goal, yeah. you know, I, I, I wanna do something different. You know, I know what I'm gonna get if I follow that path. So let me do something different and see what happens and not wonder just what if. You know, yeah. I never wanna be that what if, you know? Um, so that's kind of what happened. So entrepreneurship, I guess you can say, just literally just came into my life and I love the fact that I can make money without working for a boss.
0: Yeah. It's just leverage, you know, Yeah, it's like you get to leverage, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, as an internet marketer or a online business owner, yeah. I can leverage myself a thousand times over. right? And what I mean by that is, you know, I can be on the internet and I can post a picture and, or I can, you know, post an ad and right. thousands upon thousands of people are seeing it. That means I'm out there selling to thousands of people at a single given time. right? While most people like in a corporate job, they're doing one task. It's right. one person on one effort. Right. While when you're a business owner, you can actually use a, like something called leverage. Right. So, for example, you're out there right now. There's th- 32, right? Right. 32 little versions of yourself in a little machine. Right. In random stores making you money. Right. Out there selling your product, which is, so you know, giving them cash. Yeah. At, for, because a lot of businesses only take cash. Right. So, that's cool. So, that's definitely... I see how the business works. How much... um does each ATM make? If you don't mind me asking. Um,
1: my highest ATM makes four grand a month. And Where is that? What type of store is that? It's in? in a dispensary, like a medical marijuana. Medical marijuana dispensary. Got it. Yeah. So you can obviously see it's a cash only business. Yeah. Um, I call it a high volume location because it's you know hundreds of transactions a day, which is rare by the way for an ATM. Okay. okay. Uh, most ATMs, you know, depending if they're like in a barbershop or a salon, whatever it may be, a liquor store, they don't they don't hit hundred transactions a day. You know, they don't make. 100. So that one's your moneymaker. It's definitely a money maker for sure, and so that's and what on kinda... the low
0: scale. How much does one
1: make? Low scale, two thousand dollars a month. Okay. And fees, I charge four dollars to use my machine. So, that's a lot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to make money. I've seen
0: higher though. I've seen higher.
1: Oh, I have seen much higher. You go to Vegas, yeah. it's like thirty bucks. Oh, absolutely. And so I've used these ATMs before, you know, and so I told myself, look, if I'm using them, I know other people are using them. Why not own one of these and see what happens, you know? And so another thing that you know I wanted to mention is that I've had a job before. So I'm not, I didn't just get into entrepreneurship just like out of nowhere.
0: Okay, I didn't know. know this.
1: Yeah, I actually had a job. I worked at a restaurant. My first ever job, literally, and nobody knows this by the way, so yeah. everybody that's listening today is actually gonna hear this for the first time, is a dishwasher, like an actual <laughs> dishwasher in a little crappy Mexican restaurant. Wow. That how, was my first how, job ever.
0: How long did you that work that job for?
1: I wow. did it for probably maybe a year. I was in high school. And to be honest, man, I would come home smelling like like shit (laughs) to be honest but i was the most happiest kid ever you know why because i was making money you know every two weeks four hundred dollars you know and back in senior year or junior year dude that's that's good money you know 400 bucks is like yo i'm i'm fired i'm gonna go shopping i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna go do that so it didn't the fact i was just happy doing the literally washing dishes in the back of a restaurant that's the crazy part that's crazy because
0: my first job it was similar to the shittiness of that job yeah and I was in a warehouse and I had to move like 60 pound po- uh, boxes of paper right it was a printing company right so I was like the bitch boy I was 16 yeah and uh, my buddy's dad hooked me up with a job I was getting paid like 13 40 bucks an hour damn at 16 that's amazing right yeah and I'm doing this work bro and I had never worked a day in my life like yeah. I was you know I'm not gonna say I was spoiled but I because I did you know I was moving around to different families right, I was living right. with my sister you know my my uh, bro- ex-brother-in-law now and so they didn't make me do anything, but I was not used to working. And so I'm, right. I'm put in that warehouse and I'm working my ass off for like two or three months. Right. And I'm making like, fuck, it was like $7, $800 every two weeks or something. Right. Some cool number. I'm working part-time too. Right. And it's funny because I was miserable. Mm-hmm. I also did like the money at the time. Yeah. So I, I developed a taste for ma- liking money. Right. Um, definitely. And, but the problem was, is I was going to work at 9 a.m. And I would leave work at 5.30ish. I go to sleep at six, six thirty. I was that tired from that job, and so at the point it was like the this was through summer, right? And on like the second or third month, I was like, yeah, I had this crazy anxiety attack. Like this is the honest, I got truth. I had this insane anxiety attack where I was literally putting paper into a printer. It might have been because I was smoking a lot of weed at the time. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what I don't know. it, it, It was just maybe it was a giant combination of things. But I'm putting paper into this printer, and I remember. Looking at the printer and I was like, yo, like I feel like I'm watching TV through my eyes. Right. And I realized I got something called depersonalization anxiety. And what that allowed me to do was kinda sixteen? Yeah, bro, it was crazy. Like I started getting super aware at sixteen. And at this time I'm starting to train jiu-jitsu, too. So I'm like pushing my body to the limit. Right. I'm fighting you know, on my, so I was working three days a week on the yeah. other four days I was training out eight hours a day. Okay. And so I'm, I, my mind's going through some chemical changes or something. Right. And I had this crazy anxiety and it woke me up to the fact that is this going to be my life for the rest of my life? I was like, am I going to be a robot that's miserable to come into work just because Seriously. I need to make money? Yeah. And I texted my boss the next day and I was like, yo, I can't come in anymore. He's like, Oh, it's fine. You can take the day off. Or like, you know, if you're sick, it's fine. And I was like, no, 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 like you don't understand like I'm not ever coming in again (laughs) I didn't give him my two weeks some people say that's disrespectful I was 16 so you know don't matter but it's funny because now you're saying that it's like it's so crazy because I got miserable so fast and I had that anxiety and I'm so lucky to have that right like wake up moment where I was like yo I like the money aspect yeah but I did not like
1: being someone's slave exactly and and me you know, starting off as a dishwasher, I was happy. And obviously I moved up, you know, moved from dishwasher to an expediter, take food to the table, and then okay. obviously a server. You know, and as a server, you know, if you're a good people person, right, you're gonna make some good money. Yeah. And it got to the point where I was making really good money, right? oh, I b- thought I was. by the way,
0: was. I never worked a job again.
1: Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> no, obviously, yeah. But obviously my ser- the server is like, this is what kind of pushed me to, you know, get out of a job totally and put myself in an awkward position. So, right. it was literally, uh, my birthday is July 2nd, Okay, right, obviously, you know, next to the 4th of July. And it was that.
0: That must be hard.
1: Yeah. And they said, hey, I put it in my, get the, if you ask for a day off or a weekend off, you have to put it two weeks in advance. So I put in my two weeks and say, hey, I'm going to be off on this day. It's my birthday. i want to celebrate it. And literally it came to the day where like they haven't approved it yet. And I was like, yo, I mean, it's, it's like two days from now, you know? And so I went up to my boss and I was like, hey, um, you know, I haven't got the request for me to get those days off. He's like, no, actually, um, we're going to need you. We're really busy that day and uh, we're going to need you. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, but I I put my request in like two weeks ago. So she was like, yeah, I know. We still need Hmm. you. We still need you to come in. You're scheduled. So this is kind of a turning point. This was, this was the point where I was like, fuck this. But why? Why did you feel that way? Because I felt that I did everything right, you know. And I did. I was good at my job, right? I was always did everything they told me to do, okay. And I asked for like, hey, can I actually? You just want one day off. No, I wanted the weekend off. Okay, that's I wanted fine. the weekend off. And I wanted to celebrate. I, wanted, I mean, I was like, what? It's your 18, birthday. 19, dude. I wanted a party, dude.
0: I think, I think a lot of employers, um, especially because employees deal with managers, not yeah. the actual business owner. Right. Most of the time. I think the problem with employees is people forget just because you're paying someone doesn't make them their slave. Exactly. I get
1: that. Yeah. No, sure. yeah.
0: And now you're like, at that point, you're like, yo, I feel like a fucking slave. Yeah. Like I can't get a day off to celebrate my birthday. And literally,
1: literally, dude, I was like, okay, I'm not Or I com- lose my
0: livelihood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like,
1: I'm not coming in. I told her straight up, like, I'm not coming in. Like, I don't care if I'm scheduled, I'm not coming in. Well, if you're scheduled, I'm gonna have to write you up. Like, don't even write me up. Like this one I was fired up. I was like, I'm not coming in. Ever. Ever. Yeah. And I'm not she's like, okay, well I need you to sign this saying that you didn't put in your tweaks. Great. And I literally walked out then and there. And as soon as I walked out, it felt good. But I'm like, "Fuck! How am I gonna make this work?" Now I gotta make some shit work. Now I gotta go out there, and put myself in an awkward position, and so you were you were about 20 at yeah. this point. I had a car payment. I had a car payment. So so I'm putting these numbers together. You're 20. Yeah. And
0: just now, 25, 26, you're actually making the real bucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: It took you six years. Yeah. Yeah, six years, dude. Like, six how much shit trying- did you go through? six years of trying things, six years of, you know, dealing with fucking, you know, weird people, you know, dishonest people, Mm -hmm. um, petty people, um, six years of just literally just hustling, dude, like literally like trying to make it work, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it took a while, but I knew I never doubted Mm -hmm. myself. I always said, you know what? It's not a matter if it's just a matter of when, Mm -hmm. you know? And so So I finally had a strong mind through the whole thing, literally dude. And it was weird because I started to become a stronger person and I started attracting those people into my life that were going to give me the opportunity to do more. And little by little, I met the right people. I got into the right opportunities. Um, I made the right decisions and I worked my ass off when I needed to. Okay. And that's kind of, I think, what people say, well, how do you do it? Dude, just work your butt off. Don't make an excuse and just go out there and do it. Look, it might be scary, but, and you might not know how to do it. But how, would, how are you going to know how to do something if you've never done it before?
0: Yeah, people always want to have the... Uh the experience before the failures. It doesn't make any sense,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know? So it was just like, I had to put myself in that position, so that's where the magic happens, that's why I say that's when you grow as a person, and that's when you get rewarded, that's when the universe rewards you.
0: So, I know this, because I'm your friend, but most people on here don't, I know you just bought your dream car, right? One of them. Nice, so yeah. how is it, man?
1: Um, From going know what,
0: you drove a Prius before?
1: I drew, actually I had a BMW, okay. I had a BMW 328i, and that's when I quit my job. I was like, "Dude, I have to make this car payment." It's like 400 bucks a month, right? Mm-hmm. And um, literally, the lease got up. It was a lease, um, and then I just went from car to car. Then I kind of had a Prius. I have a Prius. I still have my Prius. Okay. Um, but I was I, I was making enough money. I was like, maybe I can spoil myself now, man. Maybe I can actually, you know, get that car I wanted and and you know to see how it feels. You know, see how it feels. See how it feels to get to where I was, to where I to where I am now. And to be honest, man, when I got that car, it wasn't like I was like crying or excited or anything like that. I was just like, "This is how it feels." This is, I knew this was gonna happen already. Yeah. It just felt good to the point that like, man, I actually did it. Did I, I? I did what I said I was gonna do. Yeah. What car was it? It's an Audi R eight. Dope. And I had one of those. Yeah. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, you did. You're actually the one actually like maybe like want to get it as well. So huh. I saw that was like it's pretty dope.
0: Um, the reason I asked, I brought up the car, is because I feel like so many young entrepreneurs right now are only motivated by cars. Okay. They're only motivated by you know parties okay. they're only motivated by uh you know just materialistic things yeah and i know because i know you that you got the car and it's cool
1: yeah but is it what you thought it was ah oh, man i mean it was cool don't get me wrong yeah. it's, and this it's the still shit, cool this is and i shit. enjoy it i this enjoy it don't get me wrong I, people sound like oh my god you have a fucking r8 bro you enjoy it. Like, you're enjoying like you yeah, you drive it everyone looks you don't you don't sound excited i'm like don't get me wrong i'm excited like i love that car you know but it's just I just knew what it took to get there, and so now I'm like, all right, what do I gotta do to get to the next level? I don't know, maybe other people don't understand this, but when you when you, become successful or successful people, you just wanna keep leveling up, you know? Yeah, um, and you just, because I think
0: complacency is a bitch. Yeah. When you start feeling like you're in the same spot for too long, yeah. that's when you're gonna start getting depressed about where you're at. Like for example, if you stay the same income a little too long, you'll feel complacent, and you'll feel lazy, and you make oh, maybe I'm not better than this, or, Good, maybe i'm not yeah, mad for more yeah and a good
1: example is like at the gym you know when you start seeing results that you worked your ass off for you start becoming more addicted Like i want to see more for sure i want to see more a little before you know it, you're ripped you know and <laughs> that's kind of how it is you know when you get success you become addicted to how that felt you reaching that goal so you're you just kept you just kept getting high off each win yeah exactly yeah you know? okay so that's kind of you know when it comes to success you know it just feels good, you know? So I wanna keep doing more, I wanna keep growing. Um, and so that's kinda, I mean, people are probably gonna hate me because I'm, I'm, I seem like I'm not enjoying my car, but I really am, I really am, but I just know it's just a stepping stone. Yeah. You know, it's where I wanna go. It's
0: funny, because as I've been an entrepreneur for like, I've had what, nine different exotics at this point? Yeah. Uh, it took me like five different exotics to realize it's a fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally yeah. a car and it's awesome. But it's not what it's all about. It's not right. what the journey's all about. And so everyone's saying, oh, man, I want to get a, a Lamborghini by this age. Or, you know, I want to be a millionaire by this age. That's what you hear on social media all the time. Right. Uh, I think people just really want to skip the journey now.
1: Yeah. But before all that cars and all, this, all that stuff was work, dude. Yeah. Like long nights, you know, tears, dude. I mean, just going through all, some, all the bullshit that you have to go through. And to- I mean,
0: how, it's funny because you look at how many different businesses you did yeah. to get to the ATM business, the business yeah. that made you the most money yeah you look at all the different businesses and you realize how irrelevant they were and all the long nights you put into those pe- you could look back and you say why did i do that it right. wasn't the business that i succeeded in right but people need to realize that where you are right now and where you're going to end up are two totally fucking different things when right. what you think you're doing now might not be the thing that makes you a million dollars right but it doesn't mean you got to let it like be like, oh, you know, this business doesn't have that much potential. I'm not going to work my ass off. Dude. No, you put yeah. the, like, for example, your store, you put in all those hours. I mean, how many, like, 10 hours a day yeah. for six years, right? Yeah. And then you stumble upon the ATM business. Right. Then you find an opportunity. Then you're in a, an area where it's actually, like, especially in Southern California right for now. sure, yeah. With the way dispensaries are. Absolutely. And all of the other businesses around here, I just feel like there's a lot of opportunity that nobody was catching on to. Right. And... You did, and like I said, you just I was, took the
1: opportunity through that journey. I was becoming a better person, and as you become a better person, right, your income grows as well. You yeah, know? and like I said, maybe those businesses that I did, yeah, maybe they weren't gonna make that make me that million dollars, but they led me and they developed me to the point where I found a business that was gonna do it. You know, um, so that's kind of like I said, what people out there need to know. Like, look, you just gotta go out there and do it, dude. Don't don't start psyching yourself, saying, "Man, I I don't. This is it for me. I don't know." This isn't working for me. Like, just keep doing what you, just do you. Did you
0: say those things to yourself in those six years?
1: Yeah. Yeah, everyone does. I'm a, I'm a very, like, stubborn person, you know? So, like, if, if I say I'm going to succeed in something, I don't want to, I don't want to be that You fucking... don't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, I don't want to be embarrassed.
0: That's literally my number. What people ask me, well, you want a Ventador now? You want a Bugatti? Yeah. You want to you wanna buy your own plane? I'm like, no, man, I just don't want to fail yeah. at what I said I was going to fucking do. Yeah. That's what keeps me up now. Exactly. I'm like, yo, dude, I want to grind. Because I said I was going to do it. Right. And I'm not going to embarrass myself. Exactly. That's like my biggest motivation. Most people don't know that.
1: For sure. For sure. All right. It's just the way it is. So let's talk about
0: some high-performing habits you have. Okay. I am the sloppiest person. Okay. As an entrepreneur, I think. I think I'm one of the sloppiest. I don't wake up at a certain time. I don't go to bed at a certain time. I rarely set meetings. Uh... You know, I'm just, I'm not that organized. And thank God I, hi- I hire people and I'm partnered with people that are Yeah. Um, for my businesses. But as a person, I'm not. And I know you're pretty opposite. To, the,
1: for point. Me, for me, to like, the point. For me, like I can't yeah. i can't
0: say I'm going to go to the gym every day at 7 a.m. Because for some reasons, some at 7 a.m., I feel a lot worse than other 7 a.m.s. Right. And right. I don't want to work out when I'm at my worst. I want to put my <laughs> best into it. Yeah. So I don't make a schedule. I just, I feel, and I also get depressed a little bit. And this is how I've always been. If I, because of the school and because of that job, knowing that one feeling you get on sunday night before school where you're like fuck i gotta go to work i gotta go to school tomorrow yeah like fuck i don't or like dude the night like the last two weeks of summer right in school right you're like dude school's coming up i'm going fucking hate i'm so depressed i was so sick of that feeling by the time i was like 16 when i graduated when i graduated or dropped out um you can call it graduated I guess. It's not a valid diploma. Right. Right? It's not even a GED, but I guess I have some uncredited diploma. You're doing something, right? Um, <laughs> when By the time I, I was 16 and I was not going to school anymore, I didn't have that feeling. Yeah. And I was so happy that like I was like, yo, as I get better as an entrepreneur, I'm just not going to fucking make a schedule. Right. I was like, obviously, I, get, I make a schedule for some things. If I have a big event, I'm going to yeah. make sure I'm there, but that's because I want to be there. Yeah. Um, but I don't set too much of a schedule. I know you though. On the other hand, you have a couple things you specifically do, right? For Sure.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like OCD or like oh man, I'm at a mom like I have a schedule every single day to you know to. You know about it. Yeah, Yeah. you know, but I do I do some things that get me in the right mindset get me in state Um, one of the things I do Um, and maybe there's a lot of people that do that out there But I keep a journal and every morning to start my day off whenever I wake up. It's like a princess diary Almost man. Yeah, almost I basically just write what my goals are, and I write them as if they already happened. So give me an example. So for example, I am so happy and grateful now that I own an ATM business that is making over hundred thousand dollars a month. So I'm writing it as if it already happened. You okay. You know, I'm so I wrote in my notebook. I'm so happy and grateful now that I own an RDR eight. You use the same sentence every time, or yep, no? Exactly the same thing, but I just replace it with the thing I want. Do you only write it once, or no? I write sometimes multiple times, but I literally write a whole page of just things that have happened. So I want to
0: happen. but the, I think there's a mental difference. In doing that, Um, just because you wrote it going to make it happen. No. But I feel like there's something in your head where you're, like, writing it, and you're also saying it
1: to yourself. Right. In such a convincing way, you start to believe it. That's the secret. Exactly. Your mind can't tell reality from, from like, make-believe, you know? So whatever you're thinking, your mind thinks that's actually happening. Okay. You know? So for me, I'm like, yo, I'm always telling myself that. You know, I always want this, I want that, I want this to happen, I want that to happen, and... I don't know. Maybe you can call it the law of attraction like everybody says, right? But I think that once you start putting things into your head and you start repeating it to yourself, it's always been there around you. But now that's in your head, you start to notice it. that I'm not going to say I believe completely in the law of attraction. Right. But
0: I will say uh, it's weird. The things I wanted the most in my life have come true. Right. But but it's not been the things that I just kind of wanted once and then like I never thought about it again. Right. It was things that like, for example, I wanted a Lamborghini so bad, like a burning desire And then you point. started seeing it everywhere? Yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> that, happens, that happens. Whenever I see like, a, whenever I like, I'm like, oh, that's a really sick car. I wouldn't mind owning one of those. I like C6. Yeah. But, uh, and that's maybe just because you mind noticing those cars more. Exactly. I don't know.
1: They've probably always been there. Yeah. You know?
0: But I will say this. When I ever, the, all the times in my life that I had a burning desire for an extended period of time. So for example, I wanted a Lamborghini for like a year and a half. Yeah. And I knew exactly how much money I needed to put down. I knew exactly how much I wanted to have saved. I knew exactly how much money I wanted to have in investments to make that ratio where I'm not buying a car out of my price range. Right. I knew all of those things. I knew how to get there. Um, But every single day, I just wanted a Lamborghini all fucking day. Right. Like, even if I'm out with a girl on a date, you know, I'm literally in the back of my mind thinking about a Lamborghini. And like thinking what it feels like to drive one right and then lo and behold you know that happened with every car yeah that happened with every business that happened with every dollar figure i wanted to hit right so i'm not gonna say it's some magical force doing it maybe it's the fact that i wanted it so bad i just kept my goals in line for an extended period of time
1: right but there the is something it, weird about it the thing about it is that you didn't have to write it in a notebook every single day you yeah know? so most people think like oh damn okay i'm gonna do that well what works for me might not work for you you know, mm-hmm. the same thing with other people. So you didn't have to write it every day. You just told yourself every single day. Or you thought about it most of the time and it just happened, you know? Um, so that's, like I said, maybe what I do won't work for other people, but maybe what I do will work for some people. Yeah, for, right? me,
0: for me, like I said, I'm, I was a sloppy kid. I have the worst handwriting in the entire world, I think. <laughs> like if like I that wrote... chicken scratch? Bro, it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> um, but, you know, the teachers always get mad at me because I didn't want to take notes in class. Right. And, you know, somehow without doing any fucking homework, without studying, without doing anything in high school, I passed. Right. Like, passed, passed. And I, I'm talking like, not A's and B's, but I'm talking like C minuses. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a D plus, you know, yeah. D minus, whatever the passing grade was for the class, um, until I just couldn't handle it anymore. Right. And I was like, I'm done. But they'd always get mad at me because I didn't want to take notes. And I'm like, yo, my brain does not comprehend. Like, if you want me to listen to you, or you want me to read this page and you want me to write something down. How do you want me to under uh, do three things at the same time? I'm writing, I'm reading, I'm listening, and I have to memorize at the same time. Right. Some people say, oh, notes for later. Well, I learn better when it's verbal. Right. So if I have a teacher in front of the classroom and they're telling me something and I'm actually looking at him and listening, right. I'll retain everything. That's right. how my brain works. Right. But if I take my focus off him just to have what he's saying go in my ears and then write it down and then I forget it. I'm not going to go back and read the notes. Right. I'm not going to learn from the notes. That's who I am. Right. And some people can't learn and can't memorize without reading taking notes. I
1: feel it. And that's just it's just different personalities. It's just the way you learn things and retain information everybody's different, you know. So I mean, for me dude, like I said dude, it was literally I write it I write my goals down every day. You don't have to do I I go actually to the point where like I like to remind myself of my goals like all around my house. Okay. So even on my ceiling dude under my bed it says get your ass up. Oh, money dope. moves to be made. Millionaires don't sleep. And it's there. So right when I wake up... I think everyone sleeps. Yeah, I sleep sometimes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. But that's like another thing that I like to do too. So that's another habit that I like to do. And it just keeps me... It keeps me focused. All right, let's go into the nitty gritties.
0: Um, how are you... Before you made money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then after you made money. So it's a question in two different times. How did you balance it all? Before so before made you made money, how did you balance happiness, life, the gym, uh, friends... How did you balance all that? And then now that you've made a lot more money, how are you balancing it?
1: I feel like I'm the same as I was when I was younger, when I made no money. Honestly. You you don't feel like money's changed at all? I don't think money's changed me. I think I'm just having more fun now because I have more money, that makes sense. What I was doing in high school, like even in high school, I was throwing parties for money. You know, so I was having fun. So you're making money. While having fun. Yeah, you're not doing that now though. And it's pretty much the same thing (laughs) now. You know, I'm having fun and making money. I'm having fun and making money. Making money, having fun. The fact that, you know, I'm blessed to have more money coming in than I was when I was younger, I can have more fun. Yeah. I can do things that I couldn't do before, you know? So when it comes to like... So money for you was never... It, it was more about the freedom and the... The freedom. It's yeah. all about the freedom for me, bro. It's never been like about like... Like I said, nice nice things.
0: You're not... Like I don't feel like you're a very competitive person.
1: Not really. No, you're just doing it for you. Yeah. I'm a very selfish person, I guess. You can say that.
0: <laughs> I think the selfish gene is one of the most powerful things right now. You have to be selfish, yeah, but you also have to be equally selfless, selfless yeah. in a way. But you have to be selfish enough to know that I'm willing to sacrifice everyone around me, right, for this time, to get so I can get them. better. I can do better. Yeah. I can be better. better. Exactly. Um, all right.
1: And then, so you just you don't feel like it's hard for you to balance all of it. Not really, dude. Not really. I mean, I know when it's time to focus and buckle down. That's that's the difference. I know when it's time to so, focus when, and buckle down. So, but when when you're on
0: those crazy grind days, right? Yeah. Right right now obviously your business doesn't require that. Not really, no. Yeah, your business is just you once you going out and finding a couple of new stores and then yeah. refilling your ATMs, which yeah. I'm guessing some you pay someone to do. Yeah. Okay. Um but you know, when you did have those crazy grind
1: days, did you still go to the gym on those days? Did you still like yeah. Be able to plan parties. Yeah, I, I still went to the gym. Obviously, I love working out. Um, I don't like getting fat. I always catch myself when I. Get I'm the getting stomach. fat right now, honestly. I mean, that's I mean, when you're eating good, bro, it's very easy to get fat. You know, so <laughs> money does that. Um, Swear yeah. to God. And, and when you have money too, there's a lot of distractions that come along with it. And some so people get eaten up by them.
0: It's so funny because I'm just such a polar opposite than you. Like, if I'm ready to work, yeah, I could put in ten hours. Right. There's not a chance I'm going to the gym though. Right. And I just because if I split my focus, you know, when I'm really into the gym, right, like I'm going all the time. Like I used to be in crazy shape, like three percent body fat shit, and I was competing all the time. And it's funny because I was broke, right, and I didn't have any friends, and I didn't do anything. So when I make, when I'm on my crazy grind months for businesses where I'm literally launching and I'm providing so much content and whatnot, right, uh, it's it's funny because I can't go to the gym. And if I do go to the gym, I fucking half-ass it because my right. mind is on business. right? And I can't really hang out with people. Right. I don't respond to texts that aren't about what I need to do. And that's, my mind is literally a one-track, obsessed, like like crazy person. like, yeah. And it's cool to talk to you and you're like, yo, I can balance it all. I can stay focused and I can go to the gym. And it's just, it's funny, so.
1: I mean, I think you like work in spurts. Like you work. That's how I am. Boom, yeah. I work like, I'm like constant, you know? Um. So everybody kind of works different. But yeah, when it comes, like I said, you know, now, you know, being able to travel, you know. Which, um,
0: consistency route's definitely better.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the long run, I think, maybe. But...
0: The I'll- thing the thing that I really like about my personality, though, is I get good at whatever I want really fast okay. because of that obsessed, like, 12, 14 hour day work day. Right. And so, no matter what I've done in my life, it's been like, okay, first we start with, you know, uh, video games, Call of Duty. I'm stupid good at that game. Right. And that's because... At times in my life, <laughs> I played like, <laughs> for fucking six months, 18 hours a day when I was yeah, a kid. Right. And I got super good. I started playing pro right. and all that stuff. Obviously, esports wasn't big back then. Um, it is now, yeah. now? Now, you, you gotta make actual money. It, you nah. gotta- <laughs> <laughs> it's too much money to be made. There's too many, uh, honestly, real life problems to do. Real, real <laughs> things to solve. Um, but then I look at jujitsu. jitsu yeah. like, Fuck, dude. I was, I was top 0.01% in two years of my division and people have been training for like four or five. That's insane. I'm beating brown and purple, I'm beating brown and black belts at blue belt. And I've been training three years. Right. Like that's because they trained two hours a day for a long time and they got really good and they stayed consistent. They probably were able to manage 92 different things. Yeah. While they were getting good. Yeah. For me, I trained eight to 10 hours a day. I killed my body. I got, I ate you Know exactly what I needed to eat because I was obsessed with that, right? And that's just how I learned, and that's, that's how fine. I get good. That's yo, fine, yeah, that's, for that's sure. Fine. There's like different body. there's different minds, there's everything, and people just gotta realize that.
1: I think people like think that there's only one way to do something, yeah, you know, when it comes to especially in business. Like, no, this is you why didn't... you shouldn't
0: have one mentor,
1: yeah, like everybody's different,
0: yeah, for, you know? for, for, for reals. Like, maybe you know, for example, if you're listening to this, maybe you just related with what I said, right? right? Maybe someone is like, yo, I have that obsessed mind, I, I just I'm not very consistent, like, for me. Those spurts, at the end of my spurt, for business at least, I know that I'm like coming down from the high right. of like the two month grind for this one business and right. I'm not really impressed with it anymore and it's doing great. Right. But the money is not what I do it for. Right. It's for that obsession, that feeling of like, yo, I want to get so good exactly. and do this so well that uh and you can see that when I'm you know, when you come over and I'm yeah. doing different things, and you're like, How are you still doing that same thing? And I'm like, right. Well, I wanna get fucking good at it. Right. No, absolutely. Um or maybe you're like the guy like Eric, you know, you just can work 2 hours a day or you know 8 hours a day on your business you go to the gym 2 hours a day and you can manage and balance everything fine but maybe you like you know the way I I'm, I'm speaking or maybe you like a certain part about me and this is why I tell everyone you need to pick apart your mentors right and you need to have a bunch right because if i have for example one mentor who's amazing in business and is exactly like me but is horrible in his love life and is horrible in his happiness it's not you can't just mimic something you're not right right so you have to find someone to fill that other area, exactly in that other area, and that's exactly. why I say, dude, you need to find a hundred mentors. You need to find a thousand people to, to just emulate and follow, even if they're not personally there. Right. For example, if someone really enjoyed your story today, they should go follow you. Right. And they should emulate the things you're doing. You know, they should emulate it because it's obviously working. Right. You know, you've you've traveled around the the world at this point, right? The last few months, you've been everywhere. Yeah. You bought your dream car. You literally don't do anything. No. Besides work a couple hours a day, and that's awesome. And so people resonate with that you guys should you know reach out and it's the same with anything if you like someone's style like warren buffett or you know elon musk he's a right, nerd right but it doesn't mean you know i need to i need to love math and i need to you know love tesla and everything i just i can pick apart what i like from him right you know what i'm saying pick little parts from everybody that you like you know and just become your own person too. and then become the most insane morphed together version of yeah. yourself you can yeah, that's I the know, truth absolutely. um all right so let's wrap this up um I want to talk about something. I want your opinion on it. Passion in business. Okay. Right? A lot of people, there's like a big debate right now of like, do you need to be passionate about what you're doing? And, you know, there's some people that says, I have like, the only way to succeed is if you have a passion in it. There's a lot of people online saying that. Like, I have a passion for helping people. Right. I don't have a passion the slightest for any specific thing I'm doing. Right. I do love what I'm doing. You know, I love being in this space and whatnot. But I don't love a specific business.
1: Right. So what's your opinion on that? Uh, I'll tell you this right now. I'm not passionate about ATMs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not I don't I'm not. Maybe if, if you start a business, maybe you 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 love animals. Like maybe you love baking. Maybe you love baking, yeah. And you become a baker. Yeah. Boom. Maybe you just love animals. You wanna, you know, help animals. You wanna start a business to help that I get that. But I'm not when it comes to this type of business with these I mean businesses like, you know, e commerce or But you know, I feel like people there's two different ways people start businesses
0: to make money. Yeah. Or to do something they love. I feel like the, when people start businesses to do something like they love, it's actually like a fully fledged double edged sword that could cut you because. And you might end up hating it. <laughs> well, dude, when I was training jujitsu, it was crazy because. I loved it so much right. when it was a hobby. Right. Like, I loved it. I trained for literally two and a half years when it was a hobby. And then I went full time, and I was trying to get sponsors, and I was trying right. to, like, it really mattered if I won world championships that year. Right. And I just got depressed. Like, I was like, dude, this is, I just don't want to have to go train 10 more hours every fucking day. Because right. when it's a hobby, you get to love it on your yeah. time. Yeah. And that's why I say, yo, keep your hobbies for what, your, you know, your pastime. Yeah
1: and get a business that knows how to fucking make money. Boom, because when you make money, right, now you have more time to go do what you love. Exactly, you get to about. buy your time back. Yeah, exactly, sure. So I don't think you need to be passionate about your business at all to become successful. I think when you have, when you want to start a business, I think your main priority is just to make it successful, you know, to the point where you don't have to, you know, invest any more time, when you can actually go out and do what you really want to do and what you're passionate about. Whether it's traveling, right, I love to travel, right, now I have more time to travel, uh, I'm not gonna start a business <laughs> when it comes to, like, that has to do with traveling, you know? Because I'm, I'd rather just build a business going to give me more time to do what I love, Yeah, you know? So for anybody out there, dude, if you're not, pas- just because you're not passionate about the business that you wanna start, doesn't mean you're not gonna become successful. Just make sure you kill it, right? And get results and take action and stay consistent, you know? Because if you stay consistent, you put in the work, then you get paid, <laughs> for sure. That's just how it is, you know? So to answer your question, Jeff, I don't think you can be passion- passionate at all, at all about your business. You can be passionate about something, but when it, with my experience is that every business that I started, I wasn't passionate about it. What I was excited and passionate about was like the journey and the grind. Like, you know, um, so I was excited you, about, yeah. it, you know, making it successful, you know, putting all that work in and getting that, like I said earlier, that high of like, damn, I did it, Yeah, boom. I think
0: people put so much on one business sometimes. Right. Like if you really love baking, they're like, I need to make this bakery successful. I don't know how many times I failed in like nineteen different things before I found that thing I could I could I could, I could succeed in. Yeah. Um that took a while. Right. But people get caught up, I think, when they have one really good idea they think. Right. And they're not willing to trash it for the next. And sometimes, sometimes. I'm completely <laughs> fucking wrong. Yeah. And right. you know, you end up making an amazing company I can't think of one on top of my head but you know it's some people that just never gave up on an idea right and eventually it became it worked out and that that's there but I don't say I don't think most people should follow the anomalies like right. I think you should go with the strategy that works for example apparently ATM businesses are working right so if you're out there and you're struggling with a business you're passionate about and you've been grinding for like 10 years maybe it is time to pick up and find a new business
1: that's an ego thing dude
0: yeah, or maybe or maybe you're so close, to the, just like that meme with those two guys, with the pig axes. Yeah. And one is oh, right at the diamond, the diamonds right and he there. stops and gives up, and the other guy keeps pushing, and then yeah. he finds the diamond, because he yeah. kept pushing.
1: I think you have to know when to fucking stop, though, bro. Dude,
0: there's a perfect line. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I was watching, uh, what is it, Gordon Ramsay? Uh-huh. Is that what it was, Stephen? It was Gordon Ramsay? That's the show? Were you here? For what? I don't know. Someone had Gordon Ramsay on the TV, and he was like Hell's Kitchen or something. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh... This dude dumped like two million dollars into his, his into his restaurant. It was a fucking flop. Right. And Gordon's like, dude, you fucked. <laughs> he's like, dude, you just you just like he goes up to his dad. Well, he yeah. the guy didn't drop the money. The dad did. Yeah. And the dad he went up to Gordon. Walks up to the dad. He's like, yo, dude, don't fucking drop another dollar into this. This is bullshit. If it works out, if I help it work out, yeah, it, you have a chance. But do not give that kid another fucking dollar. Right. Because there's a time where you just need to cut off shit. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. People, a failing strategy is a failing strategy. Yeah, and I think I think everybody out there. I mean, I remember I've had an ego before. I don't even. I've had an ego before. We're like, man, I don't care what it is. I'm doing it. I don't care what anybody else says. Which is a good thing sometimes having an ego. But then other times I've I've seen people you know their ego just steal money from their bank account. you Yeah. Know? Literally. You know. They, Some people
0: have an ego about the wrong thing. Yeah. Like for example, if I'm in the gym and I know how to work out, like. I was much bigger than this, you know. Yeah. I, you've seen the photos, and if I'm in the gym though, looking like as shitty as I am, and someone that's really in shape comes up to me and gives me advice, yeah. Even though I know what I'm doing, I'm not gonna not respect him. Right. Because he's just he's a little bit more of an authority in that area than me. Right. If someone comes up to me and gives me money advice, and they're a half a they're worth half a billion dollars better fucking so I can bet take it. my mouth <laughs> take is zipped <laughs> and my ears are open right people always forget that you have
1: two ears yeah. and one
0: mouth right and i think that's the key to life
1: no for sure dude and i think that you know i've i remember there's friends um people that i know that you know they saw me they saw me getting results right they saw yeah i was doing something different you know um and they literally they couldn't just reach out they couldn't just reach out and say hey you know i know i said this before you know I, but i was I, wrong I, I was wrong, dude. Can you show me what you're doing? And I have people that have reached out, but like to say, like, you know, you're gonna have those broke best friends, big ego, small bank account, you know, straight up. Big ego, small bank account. And sometimes, like I said, I'll tell you from my experience is that I've, I've caught myself with my ego and I've learned to obviously, like I said, always listen, always take everything in. At the end of the day, it's my decision, you know, but I know when to stop. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, I've, it's so funny because I have good friends now and they're entrepreneurs and they're like, you know, 20 years old or 21 young people. Yeah. And I give them advice and I'm like, yo, this is going to happen because I'm like, I, I meet their employees and I'm like, oh, that guy's like a snake. Right. I can always tell these things. Right. And they're like, no, he's not. You know, he's part of the team. He sees the vision. Young people, not even young people, but people that have less experience always want to feel right. And even if they're ha- the problem is if you get a little bit of results, you start feeling cocky. Right. And I think it's just important to take advice though. For example, I was like, yo, you need to ditch him. And six months later, he like burns the guy. Yeah. And he's like, you were right. I should have listened. I'm like, yeah. Well, how many times are you going to make that mistake? Right. How many times are you not going to take advice from someone that's already been through it? Right. For example, how are you going to go to science class and then be like, oh, this teacher, I'm not going to listen to him about science. I already know.
1: Right. You know, it's
0: like, he's your fucking teacher. Yeah. And just because in life, we don't have a classroom set up where you can go and he's already the designated authority. Right. Outside of school. There's no designated authority. Right. But what there is, is there's people that you need to be able to qualify. And if they fucking tell you to do something that you probably should do, you should do it. Yeah. For example, I sucked at saving money when I was, I think it was two years ago. I met this dude in the gym. It's worth like $350 million. I said, how the fuck do I save money better? Yeah. And he was like, he gave me like six different rules. Right. You know, every check you get put away 25%. Right. And then leave the other twenty five percent for bills, right. and then put the money away for taxes. The rest is your fucking spending money. Right. I started doing that with every check. Okay. And then other things like, for example, he's like, every three months, I want you to put this much in this bank account. And right. he had visual access to it. Right. But he didn't have. This is after I got to know him. Trust me. But and this was only for like six months. But I let him be able to view the like call the uh, private banker right. and she would tell him how much the account was in the account. Right. I had someone help me keep me accountable for a long time, and that's what helped me. But. If I was just like, yo, I'll figure it out eventually. You know what I mean? I'm making right. money. I just need to make more. Like, right. there's there's a definite thing where you need to sit back and you gotta be like, yo, I just
1: need some fucking advice. Yeah. If you're not making money, you probably should talk to someone that's fucking making money. Dude, and let me just comment on that. A lot of people out there are taking advice from people that have no results. Oh yeah. Right. That's the worst. So I'm like, dude, if you're gonna listen to somebody, ask yourself, would you switch places with them? Would you switch lives with them? You know, do you like their life? Do you like, you know, how much money they're making? Do you like how their, you know, their family is? You know, how, how happy they are? Would you switch life? And if the answer is no, then don't take advice from them. Yeah. When it comes to that, you know? Um, maybe that person is really good at making money. Take advice when it comes to making money. Maybe that person really sucks at relationships. Don't take any relationship advice from that person. You have to know who you're taking advice from. So for me, and I, I like how you said earlier, you need to take advice from people that were millionaires. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you took that serious. So that makes sense. And
0: there's so much advice on the internet now. It's crazy. Like, people that are like, I don't know how to make money. I'm like, dude, just go on the fucking internet. Yeah. There's somebody that's made money talking about it.
1: Yeah. And you, can, I mean, at least we could
0: tell. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, really, yeah. yeah, really, they're, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah there's definitely the some internet. scammers. Let's <laughs> yeah. not even play. Yeah. Um, But on the real, there's there's definite information out For there. Sure. It's so easy to find it. And there's so many credible people selling training. Yeah. Like, I'm not even in front. Like, people hate the training industry, they hate paying people. Um, for like courses or education, right? I mean, what do you, what are I bought for a school? course, but what are you doing for school? Number one, you look at school, you're buying a course, you are buying a training system and education. I say the same thing. For example, if I want to learn sales, I want to learn sales. Yeah. Who am I going to learn sales from? from the best? Yeah. I'm going to go buy Jordan Belfort's fucking straight line course. Right. You know, that's the, that's the stuff. But everyone on the internet seems to be like, Oh, he's selling a course. Incredible. I don't think that's the case. Um, I do think there is a lot of incredible courses. For sure. There's a bunch of bullshit on the internet. But it's like anything. If you want someone to move your shit out of your house or something, you just pay for it. Yeah. Don't bug your friends. You know what I'm saying? Any of that shit, like, it just doesn't make sense how most people think right now. And that's because I feel like everyone thinks right now on the internet that everyone is doing people wrong. Right. That's the first thing. And then they think the few people that are producing a little bit of free content are doing everyone right. So it just becomes this crazy thing. But, yeah, so if I'm if I'm trying to learn something, for example, I'm trying to get better at jiu-jitsu, and I want to really excel, I'm going to pay a fucking someone to one-on-one me.
1: Don't be cheap, bro.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> if you don't have the money, if you don't have the money, take free information and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, just shut the fuck up and just listen to free information. Right. I don't know why people can't do that. All right, man. Eric, What's thank up? you so much for being on the podcast, Thanks bro. Hey, for having me, bro. Um, it was a blessing. You're the man. You're my good friend, and I appreciate it.
1: Hey, thanks for having me again, bro, and I cannot wait to see uh, what we're going to do the next couple months, man. Any last words? We got big moves to make. Cool, man. So, thanks for being on. Thanks again, bro. Peace out, guys.
0: Peace out.